Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you will find insight analysis and the story behind the numbers Hi welcome to another edition of the State of Economy podcast and this is the second one touching upon the financial services space and it's also a very special one because we crossed the first year milestone of account aggregators now what does the whole thing really mean how has the ecosystem of account aggregators simplified the process for people like you and me and even for banks which lend out loans which collect a lot of information from you and possibly know more about you than what you know about yourself as well we have with us mr tejinder singh who is the chief business officer of cams finserv one of the key players in the account aggregator space thank you for joining in sir welcome to the podcast uh, mr singh it's been almost a year of account aggregators as an ecosystem in place how has the reception to the concept been so far we'll start with this and then let's get into the granularities of what is account aggregator and etc so how has your experience been at camps for sir ever since the regulation came from reserve bank of india regarding uh, account aggregator ecosystem we have seen uh, the traction that was being built on this space was at a certainly slow pace but uh, i would say from mid of uh, last year which is around june july you know really the traction started be getting picked up with the number of uh, fips going live and you know regulations from other regulators including sebi and uh, pfrda and irda coming into force and in a way mandating the ecosystem participant to be part of this ecosystem so we have seen uh, by virtue of those uh, you know nudges from regulators and uh, especially from uh, offices in the government which are driving this initiative and focusing on it we have seen uh, clearly the intent getting converted into execution and uh, a space where people perception was that uh, things would may move at a snail pace we were presently surprised as to see really you know the pace at which fips started getting integrated into it and the fiu started building use cases and journeys and uh, it's a stage which is all set for an explosion in the next couple of years time frame and uh, we are very excited about the domain in that sense great you also yeah. threw in jargons like fip fiu etc okay. uh, can you break it down for us and also help us understand uh, who are the people involved in the entire ecosystem of account aggregator and how does the process flow happens from okay. a user end to the time that it comes mm-hmm. to you and the time that information is shared to the banks good question actually see the way to visualize that would be you have to consider citizens data is already available in some form and fashion in a digital format with the entities which is you know the citizen is dealing with he may be availing a service from a bank or he may be availing a service from uh, let's say a hospital or a telecom company or utility company so the data of citizen exists in a digital format already uh, the, the citizen has a choice to take services in a free marketplace from any other service provider okay but what is happening is this data are lying in silos mm. when the citizen goes to uh, another service provider let's say if for a typical case of a banking perspective mm. and let's say he is looking for a loan a customer may be having a bank account with bank a is getting a maybe a good offer from bank b mm-hmm. 
the processes for currently of movement of data within silos are manual what are, what are you supposed to do you're supposed to go to a branch get your bank statement you know provide the statement along with the application form to the lender and the lender will authenticate whether this you want to do the lending about this or not today you even have let's say even a digital solution like you know downloading the bank statement and uploading onto the bank statement uh, to the you know uh, the in a in a digital journey again it all of it has certain amount of friction in it and the way our citizen is not uh, getting trained or getting attuned to the digital transaction world mm. the citizen is looking for a much faster way to mm. do the transaction so if the concept is money can move in from uh, one bank to another bank click of a button which is what's happening in upi mm. can this data also similarly move between entities so when you have that as a thought what has been created is set of entities who have the information and they get you know named as financial information providers mm. which are keeping the data of customer at this point in time mm. and then there are entities who are going to use that data of customer for for mm. any of the digital journeys so they get you know named as fius mm. and uh, it can so happen that fip can be fiu as well like a yes. bank can become can have a dual role of being fip and fiu amc can have a dual role of fip and fiu in this ecosystem the the movement of data between silos which was earlier happening through manual processes is now being envisaged through entities which are called as account aggregators mm. okay now the name or acronym account aggregator could be considered as a misnomer mm. Mm. aggregation is a word which creates some kind of dissonance in a customer's mind mm. what account aggregator is is basically consent managers Correct. It is an entity which enables customer to provide his consent while he is a part of a digital journey with any institution, mm. and where the the financial institution requires customer to give his consent. This entity, which is AA RBI registered license holder, NBFC A license holder, account aggregator, will create a solution for customer to give the consent. and while he is giving consent the customer has the option or a customer will be mandated to see what actual data he is sharing whether he is sharing his profile details or summary of the you know account details or transaction details so and beyond the uh, details that is the customer might be sharing there are other uh, parameters which you know are required mm. for managing this consent so account aggregators play the role of a entity which basically keeps a track of what was the consent given by citizen mm. what was the use case for which he gave the consent mm. and for which period of the data is going to be taken from the fip and given to the fiu and for how long the fiu can keep the data all of these are governed by something called consent artifact correct consent manager account aggregator creates a consent artifact where customer will have a visibility on the consent he is creating once consumer is agreeable to the the details which are being shared by the fiu customer gives a consent and the data moves from the information provider to the information user in this case digitally and wow. it's a machine readable data as a customer as a yeah. as a consent giver is there anything in the process or is there anything in the whole ecosystem whereby 
I can be very sure that uh, my consent is not getting misused or uh, used for used in a manner otherwise than I had uh, authenticated it for. That's a great question, actually. And uh, the whole architecture has been designed in a way keeping the citizen at the center. Okay. And ensuring a governance around the con consent. So, the uh, as I said, told you, the, the consent has in dimensions of time, period, velocity, mm. at what period the data will be fetched. Mm. You no, know, I can fetch the statement, let's say, monthly, weekly, daily. So, mm. all of those are the consent parameters, you know, uh, aspects. The question here is whether the entity which is consuming this data is adhering to the the expectation a citizen has. Yes. So to to take care of that, the the uh, this, uh, the approach has been handled through two form two ways. One, who can be FIU? An FIU can only be entity which is a registered entity with any of the mm. regulators in this country. Mm. As a FIU, it's not that uh, any XYZ person can come and create a digital journey, which means that he can take the customer consent and the data will come to him. It has to be an entity which is registered with a regulator. It could be a bank, could be an NBFC from RBI side, from capital market side, could be an AMC or a securities company mm -hmm. or a RIA. From an IRDS perspective, it, it can be an insurance company. And similarly, from PFRDA, it can be a, a POP or a, a CRA. Okay. And why it has been done? Because each of these regulators have very clearly laid out stringent guidelines about data usage and privacy. In case an entity goes beyond the brief of and manages and creates, you know, a, a an opportunity where the data is not being consumed in the form and fashion. These are auditable entities. Okay. Regulators audit them. And in case they are found in infringement of the guidelines, the entities actually risk their license. How frequent is the audit? Is it every year or once in three months? Six I, yeah, RBI, for that matter, all regulators have a very stringent policies of data regulation. And right. so they, they are, their adherence to that is through audit mechanism. Each of the regulators have their own principle. Somewhere you have, you know, three months, six months, annually, you know, all these audits keep happening with the respective entities. So that's the first aspect. But beyond that, there is another approach which has been created in the account aggregator ecosystem. And these are, this is certification-based approach. Okay. To build the confidence of the participant in the ecosystem, there are impaneled certifiers. Certify, the guidelines for or the specification for all this ecosystem has been designed by an RBI entity called Rebit. Yes. So Rebit actually determines all the uh, specifications for this ecosystem. Mm. And uh, it also has a, a space for testing and certifying agencies to necessarily test and certify the FIUs and FIPs and the account aggregators, so basically all the ecosystem participants for adherence to the uh, rapid specifications. So, so these testing agencies which will have their own uh, test cases. They will mm -hmm. run, you know, their tests on the on the infrastructure of the 
uh, entities in this ecosystem and then certify whether they are in adherence or in their breach to the, uh, the regulation. So in a way that helps build the confidence of all ecosystem participants that their the chances of you know misuse of data are are less. But as in any uh, design of a secure safe system, you always run the risk of uh, aberration in the behavior. There there could be a chances where okay. some of the participants in the ecosystem do not adhere to the guidelines. And as I told you, since it is a license-driven business, in in such incidents, they actually risk the license itself. So that's okay. a much more stringent control. Okay. Uh, unlike the, the current processes available in the ecosystem, because this data of customer is virtually available in digital form as well through many other alternate channels. Yes. Yes. And all of those are, you know, having their own, you know, governance issues. Account aggregator system being backed by specific regulations and a well-thought-out design is probably far more superior architecture than any of the existing solutions. Great. Yeah. Now, uh, let, let me ask from a customer perspective. I can see my Sybil score online or <clears throat> Equifax score online. Uh, like that, there are various account aggregators at this point in time. Take the case of Cam Spencer. Um, if my consent has gone through Cam Spencer, can I as a user look into your website and see who have all tapped into my information? Can I get a trail of that? The consent gets uh, raised, approved and uh, documented in a FIU journey and account aggregator keeps a copy of that consent to ensure governance around it. And customer will be given information for each of the stage of you know execution of the consent whenever he's the consent is raised as a sms or email that will go to customer uh, whenever he approves it so sms will go to him and whenever the data get delivered successfully sms will go to him and subsequently every time the data gets delivered so there are the, the message and nudge will go to customer saying the data has been delivered okay. and while all of that is happening the journeys that uh, you know account aggregator create like us in campus we give an opportunity to the customer to revoke the consent let's say you have given a consent for a specific use case for lending to another to a bank and uh, for uh, and, and along with that you know the bank also took a mandate for let's say credit monitoring to keep okay. monitoring your account at a fixed frequency to ensure that whether you have the ability to pay the loan in subsequent months or not and you get to see that you know when the consent is being used by the lender mm -hmm. the opportunity to revoke the consent resides with the customer so at the end of the day this architecture brings customer to the center of the ecosystem with him having the power to to not only see what the consent is for and mm -hmm. who is giving it to and how it is being consumed and whether he is okay with that or not okay and for a, uh, for a customer who really want to be a discerning customer and be at the top of the things, this is architecture which really empowers the customer in all the journeys. And then comes the question of what we see is the evolution of the trust of the customer on the brands he is working for. Okay. Yeah. Oh, got it.
Got yeah. it. Uh, the other thing I want to understand from you, is it mandatory for banks to partner with all AAs? Can banks pick and choose what are the AAs they have to partner with? Great question. As of now, the ecosystem design does not support interoperability. Oh. Which means that uh, we have, uh, uh, as of today, 16 entities as an account aggregators. 10 of them are live. Six of them are in having in principle approval. The operational uh, uh, account aggregators needs to tie up with FIPs and FIUs. So yes. Each FIP has to tie up with each account aggregator. Oh. That's a current constraint. What is being discussed is interoperability, wherein one A can tie up with one FIP, and subsequently other AAs do not have to really tie up with all the same that respective FIP can integrate amongst each other AAs so, and get the journey executed through that. Okay. It is in the design stage. Whether we will see interoperability or we, uh, we don't see it, it's, a, it's for future to really you know reflect upon that. But at this point in time, so among the entities which are live with an FIP, so close to 37, 38, 38 FIPs, I would say at least four account aggregators are live with more than 27, 28 kind of uh, FIPs. Great. So virtually uh, a large set of FIPs are integrated with more than one or two or three or four account aggregators, giving a lot Great. of choice to, to the FIUs and customer to build their journeys. Perfect, perfect. Quickly, sir, can you take me through how do you guys make money? Who pays for this and how do they pay for this? The paying entity over here is the FIU. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is being envisaged is that the FIU will be in a position to get the data digitally, bring down the cost of processing. Mm -hmm. And because of the benefit that this architecture gives, will have uh, op uh, arbitrage available to the FIU to pass on certain expense because you know it's a, there's a distinct expense in, the, in infra in platform yes. building that AAs have to incur. Um, so uh, to, to address it even more, let's say finally, let's say uh, take an example of a lending journey. Okay, in a lending journey, uh, typically application processing fees in a manual world would be running into four hundred to five hundred rupees per file processed, while the same journey gets that executed digitally okay. to an account aggregator can cost FIU 100 rupees around that kind of number. So you're not technically a cost center for them? You, actually, we are, we are. We can help them save their cost. Okay. And while we help them save their cost, we give an opportunity to the FIUs mm. to actually bring down the ticket sizes of their lending. Because there's a, a processing fees, Banks typically have uh, a minimum loan size that they will want to do business for. Because it's not profitable to, for them to do a, let's say, 10,000 rupees loan or 5,000 rupees loan. The sheer cost of sending an executive, getting the documentation in, processing it is humongous and eats away into your profit. While in a digital journey, since we have crunched it uh, very, very finely, mm. the we have seen uh, loans of a very small ticket size also being done and being right. done properly. right. To that extent, it's in the interest of FIUs to create these digital journeys. It's a win-win for all the participants, including FI 
views, uh, customer, and the bank and the account aggregator. Right now, how many transactions do you process through AS? Or rather, yeah. in the last one year, how much have gone through? Um, yeah. And what is the hit rate? For instance, let's say there are 100 people that you reach out to or the, the bank or the lending institution reaches out to for consent. Hmm. How many end up converting? So this has seen a typical uh, uh, evolution as in, you know, the nearest example would be UPI. Yes. <laughs> it takes its time, the concepts and the theory right out there. Mm. Practically in execution, in terms of building platform, in building adoption, it takes time. So we are uh, we are seeing actually month on month good growth, 30-40%. Bases are so small that those percentages mean nothing. <laughs> That's if you true. see for the uh, the evolution really started, I would say it's now a year, year and about 15-18 uh, months That's for right. this space. Mm-hmm. Last year, uh, successfully account aggregate ecosystem delivered upward of 5 million consents, which means, uh, and, and it was growing at a, a rate of 20%, 20 to 25% at this point in time. Okay. With a monthly rate of about seven to eight lakh pulls successfully delivery a month. Okay. The way this system or this architecture is getting acceptance across ecosystem because a whole lot of time gets invested into having your you know legal integrations done, mm-hmm. having your technical integrations done, mm-hmm. building your seamless journeys, mm-hmm. and uh, it. And that time has been invested by the larger FIUs, the marquee names that Campton works with. Mm-hmm. And what we have realized is that having invested this time and built up those journeys, the ecosystem is right now ready for a takeoff. The plane has been on a runway, uh, getting, getting the momentum, and it is ready to take off. And uh, industry bodies which have been projecting the uptick on this ecosystem uh, like Samati, which is a SRO for uh, mm. for account aggregate ecosystem, mm. did a study and their projection uh, is in another four years from now, 2027, uh, we will have close to about 500 crore pulls. And that's on a conservative side. Because uh, there is a distinct focus and a nudge from key participant in the ecosystem to really bring adoption into the space. Unlike, you know, UPI, which got distinct benefits of at least two events, demonetization and yes. uh, COVID, COVID, which really helped, you know, adoption. The opportunity here is that the ecosystem's benefit will actually enable the participants to create those customer beneficial solutions at a low cost and something called stressy solutions, small size solutions, which helps them to do businesses profitably and be okay. of more relevance to the customer at any point in time. Okay. So instead of sending, uh, you know, messages to customer and just asking them to buy product without really knowing, mm. this ecosystem will empower customer to give a consent to a party which he feels confidence with, okay. a brand he trusts, and then the brand can really basis understanding or su- suggest the right product and the right time. That is what is going to drive the, the adoption. And more than that, I would say there is a distinct uh, focus of the 
government in the country to make this a huge success. Especially in this year of G20, the government really wants to showcase this global first initiative of account aggregator as a successful model. So we are up against uh, a huge uh, opportunity to ramp up the numbers and the target we as industry have taken is maybe delivering close to about 10 crore successful pulls in the next six months. And we feel confident. It's we not feel... in that case, it's not a flight on the runway. You're a, a rocket waiting to explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it, it is possible. The the dream that we live in, the energy that we're putting in, the team that are focusing on it and the infrastructure that we are creating and the investment we are doing in not only building the platform and building solutions around you know journeys get, getting new use cases uh, building you know analytical solutions mm. so all of that uh, is right there with that intent of m making results happen making that and happen at a much faster pace and uh, it's a it's a matter of time that success will happen in this space it's, it's going to be a differentiated by a set of people who will take stronger action and in Camp Swinsor, we take pride in the fact that, you know, we are we are in a position to address this opportunity much more strongly. For yeah. people like me, who's who's very scared of data theft, vulnerability of online uh, information, um, what is the word of comfort and uh, advice that you would want to share? Absolutely. I, I think this is a great question. So the way for you to see this now is this is a, a ecosystem which is actually been designed to support you as a citizen okay. as to where your data is going. When the consent manager, the name account aggregator is a misnomer as I started the discussion with. There is no aggregation happening in this space with any of the ecosystem participants, neither FIP nor FIU nor the AA. Right. We are just, in fact, AA is a uh, data blind pipe which transmits data from FIP which already has the data mm. and to an FIU where you're looking for a solution. Mm -hmm. So only to that extent, data movement is happening. But the fact remains, the empowerment that this solution gives to give the consent, to see the kind of consent, and to revoke the consent is a is a big behavioral change that mm -hmm. you know uh, will happen. The way citizens will manage their data, right? To so the philosophy that this data was of the institution. And he could have misused or used it in a form and fashion that you never had a control. Mm. He's going to get go for a change to the fact that the data is of a citizen and only to the extent citizen enables, the usage can be done by FIU. That's really comforting. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for that, you. sir. Thank you. It was a pleasure you. having you Thank and uh, taking us through uh, what this entire uh, new concept in India is. Uh, hopefully, this should have a UPI-like moment very soon. Uh, that brings us down to the end of this podcast. We'll come back to you again uh, very soon with an extremely and an equally interesting topic of conversation. Thank you all so much again.